Progressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Matthew Potts, Personal Development and Business Coach, and each week I'll be bringing you an inspiring message or person to help you unlock creating and living a life full of energy and happiness. And today I'm going to start with a quote by David Goggins. Success is based off of your willingness to work your ass off no matter what obstacles are in your way. A little bit of emphasis on uh, one word in there, but David Goggins, if you haven't heard of him, is considered to be one of the world's best ultra endurance athletes. And his book is called Can't Hurt Me. So if you haven't listened to it already, you know, definitely recommend you do. It's all around mastering your mind and defying the odds. But why is this really important to the podcast today? I'm going to talk a bit around really cracking self-doubt, looking into what it means, breaking that and being confident and avoiding burnout at the same time. And this is really key because it's really coming prevalent in the lives of my clients at the moment. This kind of feeling of self-doubts all the time, their faults, and it's really holding them back. And we all need to work together to really understand how do we crack that? What do we need to do? What is it? What does it look like in our lives? How does it feel? And use it to our benefit. So I will start that by talking about what is the difference between self-doubt and confidence. So self-doubt is a lacking confidence in one ability or skill. And confidence is around the belief you have in your own ability to do things and be successful. So self-doubt is more around that lacking the confidence. And I'm going to start with self-doubt because I think it's all fair to say that we've all felt self-doubt in our lives at one point. We probably all still do. As you build businesses or as you build in terms of your self-development, problems don't change. Obstacles still come our way, but they become slightly bigger or very, very different. So it's really important to have a reality to check in with where you're at. And overall, self-doubt impacts our achievement. It holds us back from dreaming big. It holds us back from taking action. And confidence is a skill that we can actually master and get better at. So it's a great start to know that. Often people think confidence is about feeling better, and it's so much more than that. But it's about looking at the small steps to feel more confident, happier, and energised to then take action. And I guess it comes with the premise that you have to know your purpose in life. You have to really know your values, your vision, and your goals. Where are you going to? What is the journey? What's compelling for you in this vision? And then you kind of reverse engineer it back. And again, some of the similar themes to coming out from the previous podcast I've done around coaching. But doubt is the seed of fear. And I heard this again on a podcast by uh, Bedris Kulian, who has got a book called Man Up. Um, so if you haven't heard of that, go and look at that as well. And he talks about we should only be fearful of fear itself. And when I heard this, it was kind of like that mic drop moment. And I was like, I really had to think about it and think, okay, well, what does this mean to me? What am I fearing? Why am I fearing it? Or am I actually just fearing fear itself? And this is something that we can identify, look at. And again, are problems problems if we take action on them? So it's about stopping negative talk, stop, you know, the comparison, imposter syndrome that we have going and the failure to make decisions um, or, you know, poor decisions. That's a big thing as well at the moment that people are very nervous or they're not sure about decisions they make opposed to actually just going into it with an open mind, you know, no fear of failure and just seeing what, what it brings and thinking, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to learn something from this experience. 
And when we talk about self-doubt, we talk about four areas. And this is really what I want to drill down on. So we tend to hesitate. And this means that we pause and we wait. And again, I want you to draw upon examples of your life where you're doing that or you've done that and think about what's then been the output from being in that state. Hiding. So we put things out of sight, you know, um, it could be even a kind of a self-doubt around, you know, what do I need to do next? I'll just push it to something and think about it. Therefore, you don't need to embrace that and think about what do I need to do to move forward. But we put it outside, out of mind helplessness so a real need for help you know you just can't cope overwhelm as well and that's when we kind of start to get self-doubt is when we've got a lot of overwhelm we allow lots of things to compound on our on our days on our minds and we then can't see the clarity to move forward and we get hypercritical so again so talking here about hesitation hiding helplessness and hypercritical and when we are in this state, we are just hypercritical on every little thing that we do. Why did I do that? Why is that not good enough? And we get ourselves in a really vicious cycle. And there are some key things you can do around this, which I hope to explore in this podcast with you. And again, like anything in coaching, it's not about you know one size fits all. You really have to find what works for you. And then take empowerment in thinking, this does work for me. And if it doesn't, letting it go, letting that thought go letting that emotion go and doing what is right for you so where are you right now if you take a moment to think about that and really ask yourself where am I with self-doubt am I feeling many self-doubts it may be that you're not but you're wanting to be a little bit more confident and actually you've overcome those areas and it's like great that brings me a bit more empowerment to think about well how do I show up and be more confident what does that look like and I saw this on social media the other day, and I have a big stigma about following people and being inspired by people. And I think that's a key word, they're inspired. They're kind of very open-minded, have the same outlook in life and perspective that I do. And I can't remember what I saw it on the other day. I think it was Lewis Howe's podcast, and it was a video he was sharing. And somebody that was on there as a guest asked, what's the most important decision you have made in the last 18 months? And I thought this was really key because, again, it was that kind of that moment of, do you know, there's so much that have happened this year. But what is one of the key decisions that I've made that has actually been a life changer for me and moved the needle in my business or, you know, changed the direction of where I'm taking my life? And again, I think these are really powerful. So I'd invite you to even, even write these down and just take them away and think about this. Explore it with other people, you know, what? ask the question, what have you had as the most important decision that you've made and see what they say? And often we won't be saying things like, I did a really great PowerPoint. We'll be saying things that actually inspire us. Like I spent time, you know, I did this with my family or I, I volunteered, whatever the example is. So it often won't be drawn to something that is very task-based or business-based. It's actually something that impacts our lives and makes us feel good about ourselves and makes us feel good about helping others. And this I'm really tapping into exploring what is your purpose in life. So going back to kind of self-doubt, you know, really looking at then what strengths can you draw upon and how can you help reframe this? Because once you then start to reframe this, you can look at, okay, I need to change those thoughts. I need to change the behaviours and the habits I have around that, that doubt that I have, that thought. And I need to get more empowered and I need to change it. And a way to do this is looking at confidence. And confidence comes from our courage to learn. 
So if we're having a self-doubt, it might be that we're needing to go and explore something, to be curious, to go on a new journey and start building a skill. Because if we're doubting something, we're probably fearing something and we need to look at what it is. And I'm kind of reiterating this deliberately so that you think about, right, what do I need to do? What is the competency I need to have to build that skill? And then we need to learn it. So you're identifying something, you're looking at where you are right now, and then you're looking at, okay, so what do I need to do? What options do I have of what I need to learn to start building on this skill? And then you need to kind of take the trying part, which is the action. And this is why I love this model in terms of competency, learning and trying, because essentially it's going through a coaching grow model of where's the reality, what are your options and what do you need to do to go forward? And that is all around then whether you succeed or survive. So really start tapping into what are self-doubts. And if you're really struggling right now and you're thinking, this still doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know what my self-doubts are. I, I'm still feeling that I feel failure. And I don't know what that failure is. I'm just completely brain fog here and this isn't helping. Great. Because another way to reframe this is to really break it down and think about what are your skills and the skill set that you're missing at the moment, and what is a mindset that you're missing at the moment. And we call these kind of like, what are the gaps? And really drill down into these. Even if it minds you go and get a piece of paper and you write down all of the skills that I feel I'm not great at and want to be great at, and all of the mindset areas I'm not great at that I want to be better at. I think this is really important because I know I do a lot of work around DISC with clients and that looks fundamentally at your strengths. But what then has been sometimes a question is, well, it's great to look at your strengths, Natalie, but what about your weaknesses? And absolutely spot on. We have to understand exactly what are our weaknesses as well. It's not enough just to be focusing on our strengths. We have to know what we need to do that isn't great about us and how we get better at that. And one way that I've definitely found has opened my mind to the thoughts I have and the way I see life is, and again, to be more confident, is to show gratitude for everything that I have, to really practice that. And I didn't realise until I've really started doing it, probably a year down the line now, about the difference it can make. And I was very much starting by writing in my diary three things I was really grateful for every single morning. And then I was realising that actually, one, this feels a bit task-based, two, I'm just adding stuff to my pad and then that's like another thing, another thing, another thing. So actually it was not having the effect I wanted. Whereas I was like, well, why can't I just go for a walk in the morning? And why can't I just be grateful for the fact that I can do that, for the fact that I can get up out of bed every morning, for the fact that I can go to the gym when I want to, for the fact that um, I have an amazing family around me and an amazing friends network and an amazing business network. Those are types of things I need to be grateful for and just start thinking about them, saying them out loud. So start by practicing gratitude and again, explore what works for you. It might be that um, a diary does work for you and you want to do that every single evening. Putting yourself into the stretch zone. So I was talking with someone around this the other day and they were saying, you know, what do you do and how do you get out of your comfort zone? And I said, one thing for me is recognizing that I am very confident in most areas in life. I seem to have an attitude of just go for it. I don't know whether that stems back from, you know, my drama days, my drama degree, where I was just kind of, I would love to rock up on a stage and just impro quite a lot. It was just my gig. I enjoyed it. I loved the buzz you got from it. I loved the energy that came from the room. And I loved the fact that I just almost put myself as, you know, it wasn't me, it was somebody else. 
and it was kind of that act as if moment. So I know for me that getting in my stretch zone is about putting myself in situations where I'm almost out on stage, I'm out there in front of people and I'm probably not sure on what I'm doing, I'm just going with it and I'm trusting my intuition, my, you know, my skill set, my knowledge, and I'm just going for it. And then I'm going after it and thinking about what could have gone better with that and what went really well. Often I'll dwell on uh, that could have gone really well, you know, if I just did X and I get a little bit frustrated, but then it's a good frustrated because it makes me take action. A little bit like stress sometimes, we need to work out when stress is good for us versus when it's not good for us. And one thing as an example that I do is, or I have done, is photo shoots in the past. So I've gone in shape, I've yo-yoed in and out of shape for the last five, six, seven years. Goodness knows how long now. And I have definitely found that doing the shoots puts me at complete, absolute nerves, like literally shaking to the point where I'm like, I can't even have a coffee in the morning because it's going to mess up my shoot. So, yeah, and just, you know, really feeling on edge almost when you're in strange, you know, um, it sounds very odd now, but you have to get in different positions for a pose um, for a camera shot. Uh, it feels really abnormal when you're doing it, but when you get the shot, it looks, um, well, I can say phenomenal. Why not? I'm power myself. So it looks great. So I have to put myself into that environment and I'm really big on making sure it's just a photographer myself and myself. Like I could have nobody around the room as well watching because it would just make me even more nervous. So I like the fact that I've recognised different areas of what I need to do. And I know that another one going forward for me in development area is about public speaking. And again, don't get me wrong, I'll jump on stage, but jumping on stage and selling or doing or selling or pitching, presenting your story and what you do is very very different from just getting up and doing a bit of improv drama so I really want to get better at that and that's definitely a development area I'm doing myself and in terms of being confident I know I've touched on a little bit there around the negatives we need to look on as well but don't push aside the strengths make sure you do know what you are great at have a real clarity in your vision so be really really crystal clear on where you're going and it's important about being in the moment but really be clear on what's driving you what is your big goals and I always have goals around kind of I have 10 year goals I have 18 months 12 months and six months and four week I don't really go three months I do go six months but I do definitely go four weeks and because that's what I work with my coach so it feels fitting to do that and I've, I've done different things in the past but I'm really really clear on where I want to be at certain points in my life I've done those kind of letters backed you know from pretending I'm 75 and writing my you know my life to my grandchildren um, I've done things like what if I was 18 again um, what did you tell your younger self so all these different types of tools and ideas you can explore to really help you getting a real compelling vision that means something to you I believe you can. So you have to really believe in that vision and knowing where you want to get to. And and that takes time, you know, believing in yourself. You can look in the mirror each morning and think, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not perfect, I'm not enough. When actually you need to let those kind of thoughts go and to focus on believing that you can do this. It just, you need some support around you. You need a different outlook and perspective and you need a bit of a shift And I think with that, you have to reflect. Reflect on something that you're really proud of. 
And I was sharing this with people the other day when I did a webinar. And one of the key moments for me in the last year, drawing back to that question, kind of, you know, in the last 18 months to a year, what have you achieved? And the best decisions you've made. And one of the things I achieved last year was winning my CPD award. And this was a monumental moment for me. And I think I've shared a bit about it before, but it was really important to me because my parents have really not seen what I've done with coaching since I you know, started um, in terms of knowing what I do. So it was always kind of like jokes that you're, you're into self-development stuff or, you know, she's always my mother says, um, AKA shit. Um, I will swear. Um, but yeah, um, jokes, obviously, but I am really into self-development. I love reading books. Um, I just get such a lot from them. I'd rather read a book than probably binge watch Netflix for five days, but you know, not that I don't watch Netflix, I do. Um, but I just, I love reading books and I love listening to audibles and finding out and learning more and thinking, I've never seen things like that, that way. And it challenges me to think in a different way. So I was thinking about something I've accomplished and it was definitely around the award because it was an opportunity to take my parents to see what I do and to see their faces and an immense pride and to see not, I don't think it was that they're vulnerable, but my mum's going to be laughing at this, bless her, but very much like a, wow, this is completely not what we had an idea you were doing or very different environment to anything that they'd experienced. Um, so yeah, that was definitely something that I was proud of. And I, I always draw upon it when I'm like having one of those days where it's like, oh, this is really hard. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Maybe I should just give up now. Um, and we all have those days. I don't have loads of them, but I do have some where I think, blimey, I'd just love to just chill and not think of anything today. Um, but actually, you've still got to show up and see courage as a as a gift so you know it's that courage to see fear as a gift it's, sorry a better way to put it and stop comparing yourself so again that imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough I'm not there yet and uh, they're doing so much more than me I should be doing that and when I was talking to someone this week about that I was like you waste so much energy thinking all those thoughts and comparing yourself why would you just not not do it and put the energy into going and doing the next steps you want to do in your business and the actions that you have why do we invest so much time in the stuff that we know isn't going to bring us anything any happiness or success so I think you know joking at it we all do it but stop comparing yourself to others. You are on a different journey. You are in a different place. And I know if my coach, I said this week that I know I might not be moving as fast as you think I should be or whatever, but one, I love the journey and the process. And two, I, I'm doing it my way because I want sustainability with building the business. I don't want to be, uh, you know, there is no overnight success. If you want overnight success, do you know, it's like years and years of grafting. That's what it is. And that hit me again this week. I was listening to Gary V, and it was about his... Um, his business wine business and saying when he started his YouTube videos was I think it was like 2008 or nine something like that around that time you're looking like a good 10 years and I was thinking like wow like I didn't know Gary V then and suddenly like the last year or so he's he's a name that's out there and again if you haven't heard of Gary V um go and find out a little bit about him he's, he's very inspiring for me and I just thought this just shows, doesn't it? Someone chipping away all the time, building, 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 knowing they can, having the confidence to give things a go, not having all the answers and, you know, seeing a vision of where they want to be. So, yeah, stop comparing yourself. And one of the last points I'm going to say around is you are the average five of the, or you are the average of the five people around you. Okay, so it's a 
key Jim Rohn quote. I'm pretty sure I've said it before on this podcast. But again, it shows how powerful things are. And it is around, again, the network that you have. And again, this is really something I'm focusing on at the moment. I know I network really well um, because I just love it. I love building relationships. I love talking to people. And I like going to places like whether it's my gym or um, anywhere community-wise. And people are like, hi, how are you? I love that vibe. So really focus on the people around you. If they're draining your energy, if they're not believing in you, if they're saying negative things that are causing you to doubt what you do, or where you want to be, then you really need to challenge yourself to if they're the right people in your life. And there's a complete difference with somebody that challenges you from kind of an unconscious position and says, like, have you thought this way or becomes devil's advocate? That's completely different. It's people that pull you down. It's people that say negative things about you. You don't get it. You're not this. Well, you know, you're thinking too big or well, you're never going to really get that, are you? Or do you really think that can come true? You know, all they're doing is putting their self-doubt onto you. And everybody is limitless. And I love that saying. And it's something that I'm working with with my nutritionist is how you become limitless in kind of creating a lifestyle of having health, fitness, everything. And it takes time. Like I said, like this, I've been working on my fitness for years and I've yo-yoed up and down. So I kind of know what works and don't know, but I'm still learning every day around what works with my body and what's not. At the moment, I'm really tapping into building a high metabolism because I've really struggled at that the last few years and it really plays on my mind. So again, having that person in my world has been a real game changer and shift in how I look at my fitness, how my energy levels are every day because I haven't been having a gin every night <laughs> as much as I love to. Um, I haven't had coffee for three weeks and I've been very, very focused on what I'm doing around that. And it's taken me two weeks to get into it. It's really, really hard. For me, it's been really hard. But once I started to, um, it's been really powerful and it's making a change that I can see. And then that's when you can see that the action you're taking is paying off. So now I'm going to kind of talk a little bit around avoiding burnout. And, you know, no stranger to this, if you've listened to one of my first podcasts, I talked a little bit around hitting burnout last year. And burnout is a syndrome that is conceptualised as resulting from the chronic workplace stress where this has not been successfully managed. And that term specifically from the World Health Organisation. And I'm pretty big on looking at, you know, what are the right terms out there? Who are these bodies that are saying it? Are they justified and legit? And this is a great organisation. So I thought it was really poignant to draw from them. Essentially, what it means, burnout, is that you have kind of three factors. It's that feeling of complete energy depletion or exhaustion. There is a complete increased mental distance and negativity around the work you do, the job or just general life. And off of that, you have reduced productivity. And I think when I kind of read those points myself, it was a bit of that kind of light bulb moment of thinking about the situation I was in and what I did to move out of that. And it was very much a time where I just felt very empty. And what was key with this is it especially with our times at the moment, a lot of people working from home, you can feel burnout at home still. It's not just because of the workplace. It's the environment that you're in within that. But it may be slightly different. You might not have the commute, so it's less physical, but you might have that kind of mental fuzziness. There's lots of people that have had to adapt and be agile to their work at the moment. And I'll give an example of somebody that might have children. They're having to work from home, look after the children, self-school, juggle the two. It's really challenging. And I know this from having conversations with really close friends that 
he's like, no, it's bloody hard. And the fact that that complete shift, very sudden for a lot of people, has that point where you then get this overwhelm, you're working all hours under the sun because you're getting up, you're thinking, well, I'm going to settle down, but then you've got to set the kids up, but then the kids come in and out, you've then got to focus on them, you've then got to get back to work. And actually what you then do is end up putting the kids to bed and then continue working to finish what you need to do for the day. So I can instantly see how people have had that mental fuzziness and a real you know, fatigue, even though they're working from home. And then you get very confused, you're not in a normal routine, you get a lack of focus, you might find some angles, you know, sadness around this, and you start to withdraw. And that's really natural because all these emotions are quite, they're energy depleting. And again, it goes back to that kind of turn around a burnout. And you feel just a lack of control. People like structure. They like to know what they've got to achieve. They like to know an expectation. That's why leadership is so poignant, because people look to people to lead the way for them, to give them some fulfilment in terms of knowing that someone else has the answers. So I thought this was really key to draw upon because it's poignant to now and it's about helping people get through what are some challenging times and feeling confident that they can do that. So again, so moving on, how can you prevent this? Well, as much as we all love to go on holiday, which I really, really would like to right now, and just make sure you tap in and get that downtime in your planner. And again, when I'm working people on time management, especially business coaching, it is really key about looking at your downtime. So always plan this in as the fundamental to your week. And Craig Ballantyne, in his book, The Perfect Week Formula, um, shifts from where he talks about his perfect day formula and in his perfect day he's more around you know look at work 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 and get up early set the day in the perfect week he completely shifts everything and he says actually if I rewrote this now I would focus more on the perfect week being the ideal post to perfect day and I thought that was really key to take away and it's changed how I've looked at my planner so when I do my planning on a Sunday I work out all of my downtime, when am I seeing my friends, when am I seeing my family, when am I going to the cinema, when am I doing my fitness, and that kind of me time. And then I plan in work and everything around it and my other commitments. But if I don't get that in, I, I literally will sacrifice it and I won't do it. The same as sleep, I've really been focusing on sleep. So do a wellness check. Where are you of exercise, sleep and diet? And there are some quite frightening statistics that I've heard out today, actually, is as the UK joins back to um, the gyms since lockdown. And it has been really kind of a reflection on how we eat, how we should be training and what level of fitness we should be at. And most people don't even kind of get in 10,000 steps a day. And for me, that's definitely something I have as a has to happen. It's a non-negotiable in my life. So have a little check in with where you're at. And it's not to beat yourself down about this. It's just to identify I'm here. I'm not actually liking this. I think there's an opportunity there. Maybe I could tap into that. And it's breaking things down. Challenge your perspective. So again, see the positive and the strengths in things and what do you need to get better at. Really get to the root. So the key with then reframing things and breaking things down is that you get to the root. And you might do this by going, well, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel that way? And almost asking that five step of why, 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 why? Like, you know, when Manisa hasn't done it yet, bless her, but I'm sure there'll be a point in quite soon when she comes up to me and everything is a why auntie why auntie so yeah you know that little kid mode and we all have done it before um but it's really useful still as an adult to say to ourselves why do i do that why do i do that 
why do I do that? Why do I do that? And sometimes they're just writing it down. This may seem completely crazy to you. And if it does, absolutely fine with that. It won't work for you. Some people just this kind of sit with them for a bit. And I think, actually, maybe I need to do that a bit more. Go for a walk, kind of reset. There's so much benefit in just getting fresh air. Take a scenario, an example of when we've had a good night out and we're feeling a little worse aware the next morning. Um, surely, actually, we just want to, sh- you know, dump our duvet on a sofa and, you know, have a good movie or Netflix uh, binge, as I said earlier. But actually, just get out and go for a walk. Make yourself do it, even if it's 30 minutes, and just feel the difference from just kind of being in a moment. Don't take any social media with you or your phone. Don't listen to any audibles. Just be in a moment, listen to the sounds and what's happening around you and see the difference it makes. And cut yourself a break. So look at your life. Identify your environments that you're in. I was working with the team, my coach, um, around... Uh, building their fitness businesses every week and again loads of these guys because they haven't been in the gym have been working from home and we're having this debate about where do you sit in your home and work and the difference that that makes and it was just a great conversation because some people were like well you know I got told by my friend that I'm lazy because I sit on a sofa and someone else was like do you know I sit in bed at about 12 o'clock and I crack through everything but I didn't tell anybody that and it was just great to be open and just discussing this because again it's it's what works for you who has the right to say to you well you should be sitting on a sofa or you should get out of bed you have to find what's right for you now I'm quite big that I like to you know do a five four three two one and jump out of bed every morning because I like to get going I like to feel my day in the morning. But for some people at work, I often find in the evening, just sitting actually on my sofa and doing a lot of work, I'll pencil in the work that it might be doing all my social media content. So I will position different tasks for different environments because that's what serves me best. Another example might be that I do my videos in my office space because it feels more professional. I feel more um, time-driven in terms of what I've got to get done and by when. So just find what works for you. Practice gratitude and mindfulness. Uh, again, key things you can do, breathing exercises. And if you need any ideas on these, please, you know, reach out and let me know. I'm more than happy to help. Be disciplined on your work schedule. So that's key. So if you aren't working, then make sure you're having your downtime and time off. You know, look at working smarter. Working 12 hours a day isn't always productive. Really challenge to yourself to what productivity is for you and how you are going about your day kind of don't suppress your emotions and this one is really the kind of last point I want to raise about this because I just thought it's interesting that sometimes we can get very overwhelmed we can compound all of these issues onto ourselves and thoughts and negativity and ideas lots and lots of different things everybody would be feeling different emotions and thoughts but that feeling we get when we just think I just need a good cry let that happen Don't take on everybody else's woes and um, problems in life. Make sure you are looking after yourself and being kind and have a good cry. Find that person that you want to soundboard on. So there's a few people that I remember years ago um, when I was working with teams and I used to ring up like my peers and just say, oh my God, I'm having a really bad day. This and this and this happened. And I just vent off everything. And then they'd do the same. And then I'd sit there and think, oh, wow, um, my day's not that bad. And I go, okay, like, what can I do to help? Um, and I kind of be like, okay, cool, talk to you soon. Um, and I just felt so much better. And it just changed my whole 
day. So really look at, again, don't suppress your emotions. Get them out in some way that works for you. Because often when we don't, we just take everything on and then we actually just combust. Something triggers us or it becomes that moment uh, when we just go, like, enough's enough. And we need to be able to recognise and be self-aware of ourselves in those states, because especially if we're leading teams or inspiring others, that isn't going to be a benefit to us. It's not going to serve us long term. So really think about that. So all of that is really ideas of how you can prevent things, but we need to know how to change. So we need to know how we move on from feeling, you know, overwhelmed, uncertain, withdrawn, empty, not good enough, anxious, no energy. We need to know what we need to do to change these. So we need to imagine a life of where we're saying no to things that don't help us and the power in doing that, not being a yes person to everything. Excited but a little bit nervous about the steps. A focus on our aspirations and envisioning where we're going to be. Excited to share our stories and connect with others. We need to imagine ourselves feeling confident in challenging situations where we don't have all the answers and we have to go and maybe relearn things or or learn them for the first time. Invest in those that empower you and inspire you and really think about the network around you. Who are those mood hoovers that are draining your energy and your time? And find the balance between that. So find you know, what are your health goals? What are your finance goals? What are your business goals, your personal goals? Think about all of these areas of your life and almost think about how where they sit, which ones are going well, which ones could you, you know, be focusing on to improve and see a shift in gratitude. So again, we tie back to that point of just waking up and seeing some small things that you're grateful for and notice the difference it makes just by creating this pattern of doing this in your day and seeing how you, um, change your perspective in life about almost the small things and about whether well, you feel an achievement at the end of each day you know what does it take for you to feel I've, I've really done something well today and I feel pleased with my day or are you just thinking about right that's another day over the next day here we go identify the areas that are holding you back so that might be one of them as an example the fact that you can never feel fulfillment from one day Often people say this, that they they have really high goals and they're very driven, but they never actually feel that they've achieved anything in their day. And that doesn't serve us either. We need to be aware of that. How you show up to everything in life. So where we just said about your health goals, your personal goals, how do you choose to be in those areas of your life? What do others see about you and say about you when you're working with them or with them in those um, together? And start making sure that you make the right decisions and I'm going to draw this a little bit to where you invest your time and your money because often this is a big thing is people don't have enough time or they feel they don't have enough money you need to really look at what those areas are that you're investing in and are they serving you and if they are absolutely amazing that's where you want to be that's great keep that going and build on that and if they're not just have that reality check in okay so where am I now? Where do I want to be? And what do I need to change or continue? And you need to think about the wealth of material that is out there sometimes overwhelms us, especially on social media. There is so much out there. And there is a lot of great stuff for free. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm definitely tapping into some bits myself at the moment with certain people that inspire me. But don't feel a pressure to invest in things that aren't going to serve you at this moment in time. Just let it go. 
and make sure you put your mind, uh, time and money into the right places. So I know somebody that actually networking doesn't work for them. I love it. And I, I, I'm very specific about who I network with and, and where I do that. But for someone else, it just doesn't work. So again, know what does work for you and doesn't. And then make sure you build that into um, what you're working towards. And then just make the right decisions. All of these ideas will help you to that. But trust your intuition with things, you know, trust yourself in making the right decisions and trust yourself in being able to make a decision if it doesn't go to plan how you want as well. And you know you can come out of it. You just might need to change a few things. Have that confidence in yourself and what you're doing and that belief. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. Um, If you haven't yet listened to the podcast from last week, I spoke all around why you need to invest in a coach. So it was great to speak today and share my ideas on kind of self-doubt, the confidence and avoiding burnout and kind of bring them all together. Um, And I'd love it if you could reach out to me. So um, I'll put a little link into last week's episode. So it's in the description. Um, But please connect with me on social media I'm at Natalie Potts coaching everywhere apart from my Facebook community um, which I'm building it's called living a vibrant life so I'd love to see you on there Um, and I want to hear from you so drop me a question share this episode with someone if it's been of use to you or if it hasn't but you know it could be of use to someone I'd really appreciate that make sure you leave a review so I love hearing what you need, you say, whether it's a constructive feedback or amazing feedback. I'm, you know, really open to that because it helps me to um, improve every single day as well. Um, and I'll leave this kind of with you here. So let's go as normal. Let's take some action. Have a great day.